Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Jake with you at our Vivint Smart Home Arena studios. Gordon Monson safely social distancing at the Casa de Monson. We're going to talk to Jan Jorgensen coming up here momentarily. Gordo, I'm excited to talk to Jan, see how he's doing. One of the good people out there. You've no doubt about it. Jen Jorgensen, just a terrific guy, smart guy, fun guy to be around. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking with him. Can, before we do that, can I uh, can I run a couple things past you real quick? Yeah, please. During the break, I was looking on uh, on Twitter and saw two things that I thought I needed to pass along. Okay. D- did you see the picture of uh, from somebody from Chicago who sent out that smart alecky? Uh, message to everybody no it says it's a, it's a picture of a of a little sign and it has printed on it it says during this coronavirus outbreak remember to remain at least 10 feet away from others if you're wondering how far that is picture a bears wide receiver and then imagine where trubisky actually threw the pass <laughs> that funny. distance is about 10 feet Wow, that's hilarious, actually. And then I also saw this. I saw a picture of Jeff Grimes out hiking somewhere on a trail, and he's got a BYU cap on, and it looks to me like he's sporting a full beard. Okay. Well, you know, we've seen a lot of that, right? When you when you leave BYU, you grow a grow a beard, right? He's got. Looks like he's got the beard going, and. Uh, Looks kind of like Brigham Young there. I, mean, I think it fits perfectly. So just just a little editorial comment well, on my you. part. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, geez, seriously. All right. send, it out, send it out on social media, man. Everyone can see it. Let's get Looks out. Looks good. Looks let's, really good. Let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, of course, uh, former BYU star, former member of the staff, right here on 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone. Current defensive coordinator and linebackers co- uh, coach, and uh, of course, the hero of Helper Utah, the one and only Jan Jorgensen. Jan. How are you, brother? It's good to uh, have you on. It's good to be on. I miss these days of sitting and, uh, sitting down and chopping it up with you guys. Well, I'll tell you so, what, we miss you, buddy. You're just saying that because I'm on the phone with you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Heck no, Jan, I miss you. And you, you've started a young family. I see pictures online, and I, I just couldn't be proud of you, man. You know, I appreciate that. You and me both, Jake. We yeah. both... Uh, have families and little ones who would have thought not me that's for sure yeah, so, sure. so, so, Jan, I got to ask you: uh, d- Does everybody who has anything to do with BYU or who gets away from BYU for a moment does everybody grow a beard? Absolutely. I have a full beard right now. As soon as I left as a GA, I, I started growing it and have kept it the entire time. So I, we, what brought this up is I saw a picture of uh, Jeff Grimes uh, hiking around on some trail somewhere, and he had the beard going, and it looked very good. And I thought, you know, they should, they should, th- that needs to be 
altered, does it not? I agree with that 100%, Gordon. When I have a shaved face, I've already got that bald head, and my face is very round, so I look like a giant baby walking around when I am shaved like that, so I would have given anything to have my beard at BYU. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jen, I, I want to kind of know what life is like right now for a for a college football coach. Are you guys just hanging out? What can you do? What are you doing? Is it just this big holding pattern? What's going on? Yeah, it's honestly, it's a, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I think a lot of people are in the same boat is we're kind of a big ball of anxiety. We're not used to not having much to do. And our kids are still like, this is the time of year. Like we would still be in spring ball very soon. It would become the summer training and lifting and working out. And they're still finishing the semester. And when your kids are not around and you don't have control over those things, it's a lot of stress. You're hoping that they're working out. You hope that they're doing the things they need to do to finish school strong and be eligible. And so there's not a lot of things for us to do. So we create a lot of things. We don't have a lot of problems with that, but there's a lot of stress still because you're hoping you're, you're uh, 18 through, for me, it's 18 through 21 year olds are going to choose to do the right things and get themselves in the right place to be able to play in the fall. So, Jan, I'm glad we have you on today because we were talking earlier about Devin Kafusi deciding to transfer from BYU to Utah. We were trying to make sense of it, and we ended up just guessing a lot about what well, we heard his statement about what he wanted to do and how Utah was maybe a better place for him to pursue his football goals and whatnot. And it made me think of you. And when you were so effective as a rusher at BYU, and then they switch up the defensive scheme so that you weren't able to continue at your quite at the same record-breaking pace that you were on earlier, and that was a sacrifice you made, I guess, for at the at the behest of some of the coaches. It would have been easy for you to transfer to want to continue to show what you could do in in, a, in the scheme you were in previously. Am I reading that right? Yeah, you're essentially right. A little of the details were a little little different for with me is that I was always in the same I was as a pass rusher, I was never in the in the Bronco defense, I was never in an advantageous position to pass rush. Um my freshman and we played the we generally played the same system one the whole time I was there, but when I was a freshman and sophomore we slanted, we moved. I moved around a lot more, which allowed me to use my athletic ability and then it came to my junior and senior year they started using me a lot more to two gap and to take up blockers. And mm. so I, I, there is some similarity there. And when I heard about it, I, I kind of thought of myself and thought like to myself, should I, would I have been better off to do something that he's doing now? But I guess I was a little different. I, I really, um, you know, I chose BYU for a reason. I was going to, I was going to be there and I was going to make the most out of whatever, wherever they put me, I was going to make the most out of it and, and be darn good. However, they played me. Does it, does it bother you that guys are transferring more frequently these days or are you, are you okay with it? 
No, it bugs me. Um, it bugs me quite a bit. Kids are kids are different these days than they were when I played. And I, I sound like the old man now. It's weird. When I talk to my kids, I always sound like the old man. And I went uphill both ways and all that stuff. But um, but kids are looking for the easy way out. They don't, they're about that instant gratification. And if it's not coming right away and they think the grass is greener on the other side, when most of the time it's not. And so it's honestly, it's it's pretty sad to see the way kids transfer so easily um, these days. I actually hate to see it. So Jan, who's easier to keep focused on uh, the task task at hand moving forward? An 18-year-old linebacker or Kyle Gunther? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure that you can answer that question, Jake. <laughs> yeah, I've got a pretty good idea. <laughs> But no, seriously, Jen, what's it like working with, with young people? Expand on that a little bit because you, you said that it is different and now you have a different perspective as a coach than you certainly did as a player. Talk about communicating with young, young people and identifying with them and getting the most out of them. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, it's, it's interesting because I think the communication has changed a whole lot since from when I played and how coaches communicate with me and then how I have to communicate with these these guys they they question everything right like when I played um you got yelled at you got corrected and right wrong or indifferent you took it you said yes sir and you went about to try to fix it and without really saying a whole lot where this generation it's it's not the case so you kind of have to talk to them a different way they you really have to teach them the why of everything they do because if you don't they're going to question you they're going to kind of push back a little bit and so you really have to learn to become a really really effective and clear communicator and help them understand exactly why they're doing what you ask them to do so jan i guess this is an attendant question with that is this what's the difference between being a great player and being a great coach (laughs) <laughs> they're completely different. <laughs> Great players don't always make the best coaches. That's for sure. Um, the so great coaches for, first of all you have to absolutely love the game um, and it has to be more than, than loving the game you can, it has to be you cannot live, out, live without football in your life that's first and foremost there's a lot of good players out there that um, play because they're good not necessarily because they love the game and so that that's one essential difference the other part is just the understanding of the game again a lot of Players that are really good, they're good because of their physical gifts, not because they necessarily understand the technique, they understand the scheme, they don't understand all those little details. They're just good because God gave them the ability to be good. And so as a coach, you have to really understand the game on a whole new level and understand the, the being very precise with your technical foot, I mean technical work, whether it comes to footwork, handwork, and then also scheme-wise, you have to understand that at a really deep level. So it's, there is a huge, huge difference between being a good player and being a good coach. Most good players think that they can be good coaches until they start coaching. So, Jan, now that you're putting together your own defenses and crafting game plans and strategy, give us your uh, your coaches you're taken from, coaches you coached under or, or played for. Who are, who are you taking from and what are you taking? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, if you were to watch my defense play, you would say that it's probably a lot like Broncos, um, just on, on the surface. 
but I really have taken a lot from the different coaches, mostly the coaches I coached, I coached under as a player. You know, I just worried about my position at D-line, didn't worry a whole lot about everything else. But um, coaching under Bronco and then coaching under Kalani and that staff with Elisa and Ed Lamb and Gennaro and those guys, I've tried to take the best of all of those worlds and kind of mold it into what I do and put my own stamp on it too. So, Jan, what, what has been your – evaluation of the direction BYU football has gone in in recent times? I feel like BYU is in a very tough place. Um, I feel like that regardless of who is in that, that seat as head coach, that is a very, very tough job. Very, very tough. And so I feel like what they're doing right now, I think I think Kalani's doing as good as as good as he can and as good as most people can. Being independent, not spending quite the money that um power fives spend, but wanting to be up in that situation and they're just in a, they're in a really, really interesting spot and I, I feel like those guys are, are making the best of, of what they have up there. Jan Jorgensen is with us uh, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jan, I don't know if you guys are are having similar or are dealing with it similarly. I'm sure you are with return missionaries coming back early because of this COVID-19. We heard Kalani Sataki talking about it uh, the other day. But how hard is that as a coach where you've got guys who you're planning on maybe later coming back and you've got to juggle scholarships? I mean, that can't be easy. Yeah, it's incredibly difficult. Um, I can only imagine what it would be like up there at BYU handling that right now. It's it's affecting every every school in the state that that recruits missionaries, but obviously BYU is gonna it's gonna affect the most. And it, it, the truth of the matter is, is, you're gonna have to make some very hard decisions as a coach that you don't love having to make. You made these promises to these kids when they went out, but you made a promise to them for a certain year. And when they don't come back at that year that you made that promise to them, it makes it very hard because there's a lot of planning that goes into this. There's a a lot of things that goes when a kid leaves and they come back early. I've seen how it throws a a wrench into the gears when one kid does it. Now where you have a a whole couple of recruiting classes that are now coming home and wanting to move on with their lives, I could... It's it's hard, and and BYU and these other schools, for that matter, are going to have to make some really tough decisions and tell some of these kids, like, hey, like, you can hold off, you have to wait a year or two or or whatever. But there's no, there's really no other way around it. Jan, do you miss climbing into the cage? <laughs> yes, sometimes I do. I, you, you know, when you get into the coaching and. You move on, you miss the competition. I miss uh, going to the gym every day. I miss getting punched in the face. I miss <laughs> punching other people in the face. <laughs> I miss sweating all over another human being. It's not weird. Um, I miss I miss doing all of that stuff and uh, bettering myself in that way every time and then going and testing all that training and everything I put into, yeah, I, I definitely miss it. There's certain things I don't miss, but I, as a whole, I do miss it. What would happen, Jan, if uh, Janimal and uh, and Hans Olsen climbed into the uh, into the cage at the same time? Oh, 
hands would just eat me alive. It, Gordon, you felt Hans's bear hug. I saved you one time from Hans's bear hug. And uh, I, I, I would not, if I had to, I'd just dance around him and throw punches and try to not to let him get his hands on me. Hans has got that just, it must be an Olsen thing, right, Jan, where he's just, he's stronger than he even knows. Yes, exactly. It happens to certain people. Certain people gain this strength that they don't even, they think that they're normal when they're not. And Hans <laughs> is definitely not not normal. I think it's something having to do with Weezer growing up on a farm. I don't know, but he, it's it's crazy. That's the best sentence I've heard all day. Hans Which is one? not normal. Hans is not normal. He's not. No, that's that's a fact. <laughs> He's not a normal human. I, I think Jan is underselling himself here a little bit. I you, think so, uh, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, think Hans would be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> who, who do you think it would win? What do you guys think would happen? My money's on Jan, although uh, Hans, uh, with one swat, would knock me across a room by accident. What do you think, Jake? I think I've been to multiple of Jan Jorgensen's, uh, Jorgensen's MMA fights, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident in the Janimal. I, I think he'd get uh, he'd take care of business. What is that like, uh, Jan, to walk into a room and just be the alpha dog? I don't know. I don't ever feel like I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're a humble guy, you know? You are a humble guy, Jan. I'm you telling you right now, Jan walks into the room, and every other guy who thinks he's in good shape or is a tough guy or whatever just sort of uh, withers away. Not not anymore. I tell people now these days, you guys have seen uh, Endgame. Um, what's the, the superhero movie? Uh, Avengers, uh, right? The, the Avengers Endgame. You guys have seen that? Yeah. You guys know Fat Thor? That's me. <laughs> I doubt it. I, yeah. I doubt that very much, Jen. But, hey, listen, Jen, it, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. It is seriously great to hear your voice. Congratulations on all your success, both personally and professionally. And, hey, we need to check in with you a little more, so keep your phone on, will you? Anytime, guys. It's good to, good to be on with you. Thanks, yeah, Jen. Thanks, Jen. The great Jan Jorgensen, currently the defensive coordinator and linebackers coach at Snow College, former staff member right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, former BYU great, former uh, Carbon Dino. What are we leaving off here? Uh, I think that about covers it, doesn't it? MMA uh, stud fighter. I don't know. How would you describe that? Brother of JD. Brother of JD. Son of Papa J. Jan is one of the, I mean, he is a classic example of a tough guy who's the nicest guy in the world. Seriously, the, the nicest mean, guy in the world. Yeah, that's a guy you can trust. That That's a guy who, if Jan Jorgensen said to me, I'm going to do this, uh, uh, then it's going to get done. It's getting done, no doubt. Yep. All right, drops of the day coming up next. But joining us now, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he is Andrew Reinhardt, still safely helping our listeners because ED still a problem for a lot of guys out there, Andrew. ED is a big problem. It can wreak havoc on a relationship. And I would say that if you have no problems with ED at all, it could be a great time for you. More time with your partner right now at home. If you have ED the problem could be magnified. Um, that's where we step in and help uh, with acoustic wave therapy. This was originally used, by the way, to break up kidney stones. And, and sometime in the 80s, they were doing this. 
noticing that it caused blood vessels to regrow. That's called neovascularization. And somewhere along the line, they decided to use this technology for this part of the body, of course, to fix erectile dysfunction and get the blood flow going. I've read studies that shows that it will double whatever amount of blood flow you've got right now. So that means we can solve the ED, we can eliminate the pills and get the spontaneity back in your life. And that's got to be a big deal, right? Not only uh, the uh, spontaneity back, but you get rid of the pills or those other treatments that have these just dreadful side effects, which have got to make you not want to do it in the first place, right? Oh, oh yeah. The headaches, the blurred vision. We had a guy in his late 70s go through the treatments not all that long ago, ED for 10 years, and he had been around the block with the pills. He had done injections. He was considering surgery. I think he had his surgery scheduled, actually. Mm. Went through our treatments. And one week in, canceled the surgery, got rid of the pills, and was seeing really good results. So that was a good testament. This technology works. The science is sound. If you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s listening, the results will likely be even better. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. And Andrew, you guys are taking the risk totally out of this for our listeners. So much free going on. Um, we're, it's totally safe, by the way, to come in. We're following all the recommendations. We're even going to take your temperature at the door. Free assessment, free exam, blood flow ultrasound with the doctor, uh, a free gift that produces instant results in the bedroom just for coming in. All of that is free to, the, to those that call us now. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right, we've got our drops of the day coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 in the zone. Dance with me. I want to be your partner. Can you see? The music is just starting. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 in the zone. It's time for your drops of the day. And during this uh, pandemic, when things are not exactly normal, we thought it would be fun to uh, pick a, a bit, a drop. Uh, some audio that uh, we wanted to hear and play it randomly on the big show. Gordon, Austin, and myself, we all select one per day, and hopefully we have a little laughs, have a few laughs, oh, and uh, don't get too angry at each other. But uh, I think so far <laughs> it's it's been pretty fun. Yeah, it, it has been fun. <laughs> some of these I'd sort of forgotten about, uh, but they are a lot of fun. I've laughed multiple times. Well, do you want to lead us off today, Gordo? Well, today is kind of more of a, a rant day. We have a I theme. Think. Yeah, we have yeah. a theme today. Guys who uh, just are, are flying off uh, and, and saying all kinds of crazy things and getting angry when they probably shouldn't. Let me lead off with Chris Berman. When I'm doing TV and I got 18... Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, everybody seems that that's the only... Everybody can we stick... I mean, it's not that much to ask. Is that when everybody has to move when I'm trying to concentrate? I mean, it's so rude. I can't believe it. That's it's so rude. Just why does everyone all of a sudden have to move? That two hours to move around. Wait ten minutes. I'm sorry to explode by that, but that's it's like no one's ever worked on TV here before. <laughs> I, I really, I actually can't believe what I just saw. Not now. It's like no one here has worked on TV before. I heard a dial tone. I mean, there were seven people. Though. I mean. We need to use the studio for 15 minutes. Chris Berman, not liking people moving around. Like this Jack Buck impression, though. Yeah, a little bit. I can't believe what I just saw. 
know, it's funny because you can't hear those words put together anymore without thinking of Jack, right? I can't believe what I just saw. You know, and Chris Berman, when you see him on the on the TV, you know, I, really, he, I actually can't believe what I just saw. He he seems like kind of everybody's friend, right? The kind of guy that you'd like to maybe sit down and chat with at the at the bar or wherever. And uh, there you see that everybody has a button to push. I just don't understand. Aren't the lights all shining in his face? You know, I, I'm not a television star like you, Gordon, but, uh, you know, how does he see people moving? Isn't he blinded by the lights that are shining on him? No, you're not blinded. You can see movement. I hear a dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> he was angry. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Austin. What rant have you chosen today, Austin? Uh, this one is of lore in the Hollywood sports radio news. It's everywhere. It's been everywhere for years, and we always hear the one part in there, but we don't hear the full thing. Christian Bale, speaking mm-hmm. of lights, not happy with the lighting tech on a movie set. Can I have Tom put this on, please? Hey, Tom Wardrobe, please. Can I have Tom Wardrobe? You're unbelievable, man. You're unbelievable. Number of times you're strolling around in the background. I never had a DP behave like this. Ah, uh, you don't understand what it's like working with actors. That's what that is. No, that's, not- that's what that is, man. I'm telling you. I'm not asking. I'm telling you. You wouldn't have done that otherwise. No, what it is is looking at the light and making sure that I'm. I'm gonna kick your. You know, Christian, shut up Christian, for a Christian, second, all right? Christian, okay, it's cool. I'm going to go. Do you want me to go trash your lights? Do you want me to trash them? Then why are you trashing my scene? I'm not trying to trash You are trashing my scene. You do it one more time, and I ain't walking on the set if you're still hired. I'm serious. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. But I don't cut it when you bullshit around like this on set. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Actually, was that was that a recording of Gordon last time he went to the Trib office? <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> you're ruining yeah. my column. Now, you're a nice guy, <laughs> but you're ruining my column. Hmm. No? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Christian sounded... Charming. You know, you know, it was one of the things that was that I noticed about that is, does his accent come out a little more when he's getting angry like that? I guess it sounded like it, or does he hide his accent? And you a little don't look less? around actors very much. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great guy. Who was the guy he was yelling at? The lighting, the tech. light dude. Uh-huh. And then he threatened him. He said, I'm not coming back on the set unless if you're here. Now, that, that's where it gets too far. Come on. We can all have disagreements and we can all get mad, but don't threaten someone's job. Oh, we have a few people on staff who've done that before. <laughs> I'm not coming back in the studio if you're here. What did uh, one member of our staff tell you, Austin, that you'll never work in this, this town This town again? ain't big enough for the both of us. See? <laughs> You never work in this town I'll again. I'll meet you at noon outside the saloon, see? <laughs> oh, bro. I said, don't shoot me. I'm just the piano player. Exactly. All right. Uh, now mine. Um, this, uh, this is my favorite. This one is is a little bit newer. How old is this, Austin? Two years, maybe? Three? Almost three. Almost three years old. Uh, one of your favorite cable news hosts, Lawrence O'Donnell, uh, Gordon, had a, had a bit of an issue with some hammering. 
Well, today, President Trump visited Texas, but he forgot to bring any empathy with him. But he did bring a hat. What's going on? Why am I losing this? Why don't I have sound? Someone's pressing buttons and turning my sound off. Who is, who's asking for a Labor Day rundown in my ear? Someone in that control room is out of control. If you think the president's language was a little too celebratory about the sudden fame that can happen to people during hurricane coverage, a fame no one should welcome, you have insanity in my earpiece. President Trump did not mention Sergeant Perez today. Every time we go to Wasat, there's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. James Fallows and Josh Ernest, thank you both for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? I don't know. Where's the hammer? Is it on the uh, go up on the other floor? Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. Call Phil Griffin. I don't care who the you have to call. Stop the hammering. Empty out the control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. It's out of control. Crazy sound coming in my ear. This stupid hammering. I told you why I wanted those words cut. It just sucks. It sucks to be out here with this out of control. Any thing can come into my ear at any moment. Things. How do you say this guy's last name? <laughs> Stop the hammering, Gordon. <laughs> you know, I don't know what causes folks to treat the people around them quite like that, but... Whatever it is, there's no good excuse. I understand. How do you say this guy's last name? <laughs> That's the best part at the end. I mean, I get. How do you say this guy's last name? I get a call for excellence, and somebody wants to do their job right and whatnot. And sometimes you get frustrated with your circumstances, but that you, you don't treat people that way. Come Stop on. the hammering! <laughs> <laughs> And he had his own get down on the phone moment. What he was did. the guy's name? It was get Phil on the phone. I don't care who you got to call. <laughs> Stop the hammering. Where and is about it? The, Who's and got about those the photos. <laughs> about those photos. Get down on the phone. You have insanity in my earpiece. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. I lo- I liked our theme today. Rants. That was good. That was fun. I feel better. You have insanity in my earpiece. <laughs> I mean, what you kind know what, of can you what, save what, that for when Gordon is really <laughs> has really got what, something what, that's what, out what, there? What kind, of, what kind of ego do you have to have to get to a point where you treat people that way? I don't I know, mean, Gordon. You tell me. I don't know. I don't know. It's <clears> crazy, <throat> you know, because when you're first coming up in the business and you're trying to prove yourself and whatnot, it seems like you'd less be less likely to uh, to, uh, to to get on your high horse. Moron, like just, idiot, uh, stupid, <laughs> right down the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was perfect. You have insanity in my earpiece. That's great. We may need to save that. I love that part. Yeah, I don't know that, why. that's pretty awesome. 
All right, stay tuned. Coming up next, we have a not sports report for you. It's all straight ahead here on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for the Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online LHM Used, excuse me, usedcars.com. Before we get to that, real quick, we do have some um, somewhat breaking news coming out of the NFL, only because uh, I think Bill O'Brien is terrible at what he does, and he's just getting barbecued for this right now. But uh, the Houston Texans have made a trade. They've sent a second-round pick in 2022 uh, to the Rams in exchange for Brandon Cooks as they uh, try to replace DeAndre Hopkins, uh, who they made a badly traded away to Arizona. Now they signed Brandon Cooks, who is probably as overpaid as a wide receiver comes and give up a second rounder for their pleasure. I can't believe the Texans promoted Bill O'Brien. He's just terrible. Maybe you think he's a decent coach, which I do not, but I don't think you could argue that he's a good GM. No. No. His decisions are so bad, it's almost like he's paid by another team. To ruin the Houston Texans. You think Jerry <laughs> like Jones? Like the 30 for 30 from 10 years from now would be like, what if I told you that the Packers, or not the Packers, the Jerry, yeah, the Cowboys employed Bill O'Brien to yeah, ruin the, the Texans? Jerry Jones like, listen, we're going to oh. dominate Texas, all right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to give you $2 million a year just to screw it up. You think it's like aspiring, huh? Mm, could be. Could I, be. I hope it is. All right, Gordo, where are we going today? All right, this is a subject that we have uh, brushed by in the past, but I I have to bring it up now because, and sorry to bring up coronavirus at this point, but the foremost expert on this whole thing has been Dr. Fauci, right? Uh huh. Well, I mean, he's he's been the face of it. I don't know if I call him the foremost expert, but yeah, he's well, okay. He he's he's a man that a lot of Americans have come to trust. He is the director uh, of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Well, he said during a a, a podcast at the Wall Street Journal that once the country begins to loosen lockdown restrictions, Americans should proceed with caution. But this is what he said. When you gradually come back, you don't jump into it with both feet. You say, what are the things you could still do and still approach normal? One of this, one, one of them is absolute compulsive hand washing. The others, the other is you don't ever shake anybody's hand. So does that mean that once this is, uh, once this subsides, that the tradition, the American tradition of Handshaking will no longer exist. People will not do it anymore. Mm, I hope not. And so if they don't do it, then, okay, we talked about this once before, but we got to come up with something. we got to come up. If, if handshaking is out, you've got to have a way to extend a greeting beyond just waving to somebody. Wait, 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 wait. Can we, uh, I don't think handshaking should be out. We've, we've, we've managed to function as a society for generations without battling COVID-19 with shaking hands. 
Do we really need to abandon that altogether because of this? Can't we go back to normal? And I realize that quote, things are quote, going to change, but can't quote, we go back to shaking hands? Somehow they me, shook hands in the 50s and managed me, to survive. Let me quote the good doctor further. I don't think we should ever shake hands ever again, to be honest. Not only would it be good to prevent coronavirus disease, it probably would decrease instances of influenza dramatically in this country. Also, it only takes one time hearing someone use the bathroom and then not wash their hands for you to never want to walk, shake hands again. Personally, I as think- a, he says, as a society, just forget about shaking hands. We don't need to shake hands. We've got to break that custom because, as a matter of fact, that is really one of the major ways that you can transmit a respiratory illness. So, Dr. Fauci. I'm listening to the doctor. He's pro, That's what I'm saying. He's pro-gang sign, it sounds like. Mm. I, uh, I just <laughs> Actually, I think this whole six feet between human thing, I think that should just be permanent. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to cut down on respiratory illness. Jake. What? We can come up with something better. Can't we? I don't think we have to. How about like... Uh, I like how they people... said hello in Little Rascals. The little waving fingers under your chin. <laughs> what What can we do? What can we... Can we... Uh, can we uh, you know, can, how about a head bump? Mm. No? no no more corona, but we'll all have concussions. I like that. Hey, I <laughs> No, I, it's your, how, about, how about this? How about a hip bump? Listen, Gordon, you're a, you're a church going guy. You're not going to church every Sunday and everybody you see you're going to chicken wing them or something. I mean, the hand the handshake isn't going anywhere. Yes, it is. It I'm, is I'm, not. I'm, oh, it is too. I'm going to hesitate to shake hands. Well, I don't I, think I, it should. I think I agree that we're going to learn some lessons from this whole thing, but if if we just ditch handshaking altogether because we're scared of a respiratory illness, I I don't I don't know I'm not coming. Well, we we can come up with something else that is just as that's just as warm, you know? How about yeah? What for instance? How about an Eskimo kiss? About, <laughs> you rub your noses together like, a little. Yeah, bit. but then you're you know that could be swapping uh, some what? sort of communicable thing too. Uh, let me go back. What about the hip bump? Well, that would be actually kind of fun. You shouldn't hip bump someone you're not married to. If you're looking... (laughs) Is that the ultimate sign of commitment? Is that what you say? Just a little hip bump, huh? You just walk up to somebody and go, boom! Break their hip, but hey, you said hello, right, Jake? No! I think that's appropriate. It's not kind of, you know, it's not some sort of forward thrust. It's just kind of a hip okay. side hip bump. We're, we're having fun. Yeah. we got an up-tempo record and man. then come in with that. <laughs> they do oh, it to about... me all the time, man. Get Don on the phone. Wouldn't that be okay? All right. Even, you know, I think, I think if, you're, if you're worried about spreading some sort of virus, I think even, a, a you know, I don't know, some sort of... Uh, Hand to, to hip action, or 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 maybe uh, you know you want like a invo- quick draw. <laughs> you want to avoid certain body parts, you know, but others are sort of would be all right, wouldn't it? 
Speaking of certain body parts, joining us how about now. Knee, how about knee to knee? He Would is our right? good friend from Wasatch Medical <laughs> Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt here to help our listeners get a little intimacy back in their lives because it is possible and it's way easier than you'd think, even at a time like this. Isn't that right, Andrew? That's right. I'm loving all these ideas, by the way. Yeah, that is right. Um, erectile dysfunction is a big problem. And of course, maybe more of a problem right now. Um, we've changed our business around to, uh, you know, to accommodate what's going on in the world and still seeing guys come in, they're feeling safe with the precautions we've taken, temperature at the door, plus many other things and getting the ED fixed. We've gotten so good at this technology that two to three weeks from now, your erectile dysfunction could be gone. You could be feeling the effects starting from the first treatment. In fact, um, an article in Men's Health Magazine, uh, there was a younger guy, and all he did was one treatment, believe it or not, and wrote about what happened, kind of some interesting things that happened on that night, and uh, feeling the results immediately. That's how powerful this technology is, and we've seen a lot of guys eliminate the medication. Yeah, I would think a big part of the appeal would be to get back to normal, because you know the medication, it may work, it may not, but it's certainly not normal. Yeah, you take the pill, um, it can dilate the blood vessels temporarily, best case, that's the idea. The problem is it dilates the blood vessels everywhere, the whole body. So that means your eyes, you get bloodshot eyes, that means your head, you get a headache. Um, Oftentimes blurred vision, your blood pressure drops, and then you have to take more and more of it as your body builds up tolerance. And um, although I always hate to bring it up, ED generally gets worse before it gets better. And this technology wipes all of that off the table. It's a natural function. It takes whatever blood flow you've got and makes it better. All right, 801-901-8000 is the number to call, 801-901-8000. And you can get in and, and see the doctor, right, Andrew, and get a little something extra, too? Yeah, we're doing a lot for free, maybe more than we ever have. And this is the last spot of the day. So free consultation, exam, blood flow ultrasound, and then, of course, this really cool gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. Um, we get constant requests for this. We're going to give you that free. Just give us a call and get set up with that appointment. All right. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Andrew, thank you, as always, for joining us. Stay well, my friend. Appreciate it, guys. You too. All right, that's Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. Give him a call today. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, a Thursday edition. Hard to believe that tomorrow is Friday. And I know I've said this a bunch, Gordon, but it, it just it, all the days just so run together. Today did not feel like a Thursday, and I don't think tomorrow is going to feel like a Friday either. No, we've had a lot of fun today. You couldn't miss. It's been it has great. been fun. Yeah, it, it's been great. Uh, I liked our jazz exercise today, kind of evaluating uh, on a player by player basis. I thought that was fun. I thought Sam Amick was great. Talking to Jan, any day I get to talk to the great Jan Jorgensen is a good day by my book. You know, the weird thing about that jazz exercise is that we all agreed almost on every point. You uh, called us Mamby Pambies. You did call us Mamby Pambies. And then Oh, that's a mere detail. <laughs> uh, we disagreed on some players. I think we disagreed on we disagreed on Joe a little bit. Well, yeah, but that Okay. 
I think we're splitting hairs there, but all right. Yeah. Well, I I thought it was good. I mean, it was good. Uh, I'll say this, Gordo. It was good to just debate some basketball again, right? Just get into yeah. something and 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 have a good hearty discussion. That that in and of itself was fun. I thought. Are you excited about the horse competition or not? Not particularly, I guess. But I like when we talked with Sam about that. It's something we've all played. Everybody has done that. And so when you see the best in the world do something that you did, that you attempted to do, I think there is some draw to that. I, not, not that it's replacing basketball or going to gonna hit that spot completely, but I, it, it's, it's something. It is something. That's the most appealing part to it uh, to me is it, it's something. And that's better than nothing, which is what we currently have. Don't, don't isn't it isn't it sort of interesting to you guys that to see uh, who can make those shots in an open gym? I mean, uh, my experience is in watching NBA players warm up. Man, I mean, the, the shots that they're able to hit when no one is guarding them, when there isn't any that kind of pressure upon them, it is remarkable how accurate they are. You, you've all had the experience of going into the gym, Austin. I know that you. Do you still were you playing pickup basketball until recently? Sure. Didn't you go down <laughs> with a weekly run or something and mm, play? Not since college. Yeah. Well, you told us you used to play. Remember that, Austin? I mean, uh, Jake I did, used, I did to... used to play. Yeah. In no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. It was probably two and a half years ago. It was before my daughter, that's for sure. Okay. Well, anyway, you know, we, we've all spent time in the gym. Jake and I have gone down and sh- shot some hoops a little bit here and there. And, you know, I mean, you, you think, hey, man, I, look, I can shoot like this. You get an NBA player in an empty gym like that and watch the ball go in over and over and over again. Well, I, I guess we'll see that with horse. I, th- I think you put it best. It's something. It is something. <laughs> Better than nothing. Better than nothing. All right, Gordo, enjoy your evening, my friend. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You too, guys. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.